Tracy Tully and you're listening to Tracy Tully Talks at bbsradio.com, the place to be right now, streaming live with another 60 minutes of thought-provoking topics, sharing with you conversations that are relevant today, tomorrow and in the future. Join me each week on Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Australian time, AEST, 5 p.m. Wednesday PT, hello Los Angeles. If you missed the live show, jump onto your favourite podcasting platform and you'll find me on Tracy Tully Talks. We do have some adult language, so if you have some little ones around, pop on your earphones. Hello and welcome everyone. It's Tracy from Tracy Tully Talks here and you're watching another episode of 60 Minutes of Interesting Chat about what's happening in the world today. And inside our studio is guest Anita East. And Anita is the author of Beautiful Unique Faces. I'd like you to join Anita as she rips apart society's expectations of perfection sharing her proven formula for becoming happier in your own skin. Welcome, Anita. Thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you so much for inviting me onto the show. I'm thrilled to be here. It's lovely to see you and hear you again. And Anita is a businesswoman and a mother of two, seven-year-old and a nine-year-old daughters. And, of course, school started back again this year, this Mm. week, and, uh, and we know that that's the same over there in America as well. So all over the world, students are heading back to school, either uh, homeschooling or back on site. So it's a big week. Yes. Now it tell me, big- Anita, it is a big week, isn't it? Yes. Tell me, Anita, can you please tell me what was the motivation for you to write your book, Beautiful Unique Faces? Mm. Well, you've, you've pretty much actually already said it my two daughters my two daughters were my motivation for writing my book in fact I dedicate the book to them it's really important that they you know that the the reason that I wrote the book was so that they know how you can find what's beautiful about you being inside of yourself and not out there in the external world I run a cosmetic medicine business So I'm a cosmetic nurse practitioner, which means that I do all non-surgical cosmetic medicine treatments. And I see about 80 different patients a week. And what's happening out there in society at the moment is is actually quite terrifying. I have women um, of all different ages coming in and saying to me that they want to look a certain way, that they think that they can look perfect. Because what they're seeing in their social media feed, what they're seeing around them is telling them that they can look perfect. And not only that, it's telling them that if they look perfect, they'll also be happy. So my motivation for writing the book was to ensure that my daughters do not grow up in a world where they think that the answer to to happiness is in perfect facial features. And that's very pertinent, isn't it? That that point is extremely pertinent. And and it, you know, I'm in the cosmetic industry as well, a beautician, hairdresser, and also a cosmetic a tattoo practitioner. And we do mar- paramedical work as well within that. So uh, the concept of women women believing that they need to look perfect mm-hmm. uh, to feel happier is is quite abrasive. It's it's. Mm-hmm. 
it's really sad and uh and I was wondering if you could explain to me how you how you actually see that what is it that you're actually hearing what is it that you're actually seeing in your clinic well I have I have women and like I said of all all different ages who quite often will come into me and they'll say I want this gone I want this gone I want this fixed I want no wrinkles I want a completely smooth and expressionless face Hmm. let me remind you babies aren't even born with they want perfect what they consider to be perfect lips and quite often they'll come in with a myriad of pictures that they've screenshot on their phones of cheeks chins lips jaws like I said, these frozen frozen faces, and they'll say, okay, so I want those cheeks, uh, mm. swipe, swipe, swipe. I want those, those lips, that chin, uh, that jaw. But you can't choose facial features like you're picking ingredients to go into your smoothie. That's not how we work as human beings. So it's really, it, it, it's really difficult as a practitioner to listen to what these women are saying and I do say women because I 99% of my, my patients are women and my book is for girls and women. But it's really difficult to see this on a daily basis and to not go, this is a society in crisis. Oh, heavens above. Oh. Someone wants to talk to us. <laughs> you might want to hit the volume button. <laughs> So while you're doing that, it's it's interesting what Anita's brought up. And we live in the real world, and the real world is fast becoming fake. And what I'm hearing Anita saying is that in her clinic, people are actually asking her oh, uh, Photoshop. Uh, you might want to turn it off, Dar. Um, to, <laughs> to Photoshop their face. Almost like she's going to apply. A system to her face, to their face, to to eradicate, to eradicate features permanently. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit more about that because Anita's phone is really is really. I know. I think there's a lot of people who are who are actually going. Oh my goodness, Anita, you're on. Are you right now? Are you beaming from your phone or from your computer? From my computer. Okay. Well, it might be best if you turn off your phone, if you can. It is off. It is off. My phone is off completely. Okay. <laughs> Set on it. Okay, then. These things happen. So let's keep, let's pick up where we were at there before. So you're saying that, that, that people see the photoshopped women as mm. well as the women who have sought that perfection, uh, that perfect look, whoever knows what that perfect look yes. is. And only yes. they can determine what they want. And they want to go shopping for better cheeks, better nose, better chin, better jaw, better brows, better forehead, no wrinkles, and it goes on and on and on. Absolutely. And then uh, they come to you to change it, and w- which I would assume you're doing with injectables. That's right. So with injectables, so whether that be dermal fillers or muscle relaxants, i.e. Botox and, and Dysport. So, yeah, so with those things that you can alter, you can essentially give someone more lip volume. You can give them, you know, sharper cheeks and, and a more structured jawline. But the problem is, is that when you start detracting from what's most beautiful about someone's face with adding other facial features 
like enhancing other facial features, you turn around and you end up making them less attractive. So say, for example, you have a, a woman who comes in and she's got, and, and I refer to one of these, um, one of these patients in my, in my book, actually. And she, this woman, and she was only 29 and she came in to see me and at the insistence of her grandmother, actually, which was quite unusual. And she said, I've, been booked in to have um, liposuction. She was going to have a facelift, rhinoplasty, mm-hmm. liposuction. She'd already had breast augmentation and facial, uh, sorry, body liposuction. She was already, you know, well on the trajectory to having more and more cosmetic treatments done. And she came to me and she said, "I so I want to have this done. I want to have a sharper jaw. I want to have bigger lips. I want to have, you know, the, I want to have, threads through here because I do threads as well and I looked at her and I said oh my goodness your eyes are absolutely stunning if we go and do these things that you're wanting and she had a a plethora of pictures in her phone that she was referring to that she wanted if we go and do these things to your face you will look less attractive because we will then remove what's most beautiful about you, your eyes, will then remove the focus from that onto other parts of your face. You can only have one lead actor. You can't have multiple lead actors. And if, you know, if you think about it, if you go and see a show, you you watch something on TV, you watch a movie and you're watching a scene whereby everyone's vying for the camera's attention. Everyone's vying for the audience's attention. It's too much, isn't it? You look at it and you go, oh, I can't watch it. There's too much happening. It's the same exactly. with someone's and face. Interesting you said that, that the, there's only one, you know, one actor on the stage in terms of, of um, your, your look, etc. And people will be drawn, first of all, to the windows of your soul, and that's it. That's your eyes. And mm. in terms of the windows, the then if you change or affect the face in any other way, make changes that could either enhance or detract from Absolutely. that overall look. And Absolutely. of course, people in the media, uh, especially, are, are very quick to consider these mm. sorts of enhancements, whether they be under the knife or um, mm. injectables like you said or other, other uh, things like I do, tattooing, and, and, and they will seek those out in order to attract the audience to them. It's, it's funny, you know, because I, I, I wear glasses now that comes with your age and uh, I, have a, I have a couple of boring glasses. So I have my boring glasses, and, and, uh, which are cool, they don't worry me, and then I have my red, red rim glasses that I just bought down the road for, you know, 20 bucks. Um, and it's funny because I get a lot of people saying, don't wear those other glasses, wear your red ones when you're on the screen. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I just have a chuckle, and I do, I wear them, but, you know, more than likely I could wear the other ones as well. But the thing is, I suppose people are now conditioned to what they want to see. And I always think that by disrupting that, that look of um, you know the perceived percep- per- um, perception of perfection, then uh, what that does is if you can disrupt that a little bit, it will make people go, oh, oh, okay, this is different because my eye is so trained to seeing this constant perfection, and you yes. see it really on on Instagram, don't you? See it? The interesting oh. thing 
it, you do, you see it on Instagram all the time. But the interesting yeah. thing is it's, it's not actually attractive. It's not actually beautiful. It's not, you don't, you, sure, you can look at a face that has perfect cheeks, chin, lips, jaw, everything, and you can say, oh, look, yes, they've got perfect nose, perfect cheeks, and you can break each of those facial features down individually and appreciate them on their own. However, you can't look at the whole face. You don't look at the whole face and go, wow, that's a really interesting face. Wow, I really connect with that person. So our unique facial feature that we're born with is actually the key to finding out what is most beautiful about us. And it's unique to us. No one else in the whole world has our unique facial feature, not even your identical twin. And so the idea that we're trying to get the exact same set of lips, the exact same cheekbones as everyone else is baffling because that will never make you more attractive. What will make you more attractive is discovering what is most beautiful about you, discovering your unique facial feature, and then ensuring that if you do have any cosmetic treatment done whatsoever or you don't, that you honour that unique facial feature. You honour that so that you ensure that you remain beautiful and you're not following this ideal that, A, doesn't exist because of filter world, and B, is boring and uninteresting. I agree. It, it, and it's interesting. I'll, and I'll, I'll give our listeners a very, very um, quick scenario of that. So I'm going to lean forward and I'm going to lean forward and I'm going to take my glasses off. Because I'm a, a cosmetic tattoo practitioner now, I really can't see anyone. <laughs> but I know you can see me. And my eyebrows have been tattooed. So has my eyeliner. And the reason I had my eyebrows tattooed was because, like, the hair was falling out. But I'm a horsewoman and a bush girl, and I, and there's a lot of scars up there and in amongst those eyebrows, you know, where you've, you've fallen off a horse and hit a post or, or a door slam. It's just that's what happens when you lift a piece of timber and oh, you know, hit yourself in the head. And I, so I had my eyebrows tattooed, and I had the exact same shape of my eyebrows retained, kept. I didn't want um, someone else's shape. I wanted my own shape, but I wanted them refilled because half the hair was missing, half the hair's fallen out because I'm getting older as, as that happens, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it enhances that and it actually reframes my eyes again so that um, no, I can see and they can see and, and, it, and it's a more refreshing look. But it's not... It's not really that um, that tragic, is it? No, However, it's not giving you something new, has it? No, it's, it's just an add-on to a fill-in, basically, and and, uh, and that's good. And yet, then I could be tattooing someone with a hair lip who's missing half a, a, a lip, uh, a coloured the coloured lip part. And then you can tattoo that back on to give them the symmetry and make them feel really good. So there's there's procedures and there's extra procedures. And so Absolutely. finding out some people is easy. Finding mm. about other people isn't easy because they'll need to go to someone like yourself for for that research and information and advice. And then others take it upon themselves 
to be the advice and just do whatever they want to see, uh, what they see in the media. And I think I think the secret to that is the motivation. So the motivation behind why you're having something done is really the key to whether or not it's the right thing to be doing or not. If, like, for example, you've talked about yourself with your eyebrows, if it's simply reinstating what you've had in the past, that's not creating something brand new that you've never had. That's not, you know, it's not giving you lips that you were never born with and that you've never had and therefore will never suit your face. It's, right. it's, it's about, and, and therefore, you know, if, if the, the consumer, if the patient, if the person who's wanting to have something done or doesn't know about having something done knows that their motivation is not because they're chasing this mad roundabout of trying to find happiness in perfected facial features or perfect beauty, then they're doing it for the right reasons. But we also have to rely on our practitioners out there Mm -hmm. to not be chasing just the dollar and to be considering ethics, morals, and exactly what's right for the person who's sitting in front of them. So it's not a cookie-cutter approach. So having specials in terms of, you know, have your lips done this week only for $300, you know, is not an ethical way to approach cosmetic medicine. Mm. Unless, of course, you had the purse. (laughs) So, yeah, I can afford it this week. (laughs) You know, they should be going to and then they they present to the, the practitioner. The practitioner should be then assessing their face and saying, do you know what, if we do your lips, it's going to detract from whatever it is that's unique about their face and beautiful about their face and it's actually going to make you less attractive. However, that's not the way it works, which is why I ended up writing my book, was to say enough is enough. I'm calling, I'm calling this out so that I can sleep at night and so that I know that my girls are going to grow up in a safer world. I love that. And I love the fact that you're here today as the expert. So you're inside the treatment room. So that's my next question, Anita. Hmm. Inside the treatment room, can you please share your insights about what can go wrong? Mm. Do you mean from a clinical perspective or from, oh, yeah, right. Okay, cool. This is fun. (laughs) And this this is another reason why, you know, we need to consider having things injected into our faces very carefully. Um, so first of all, you can, you can have something as simple as, and I say simple because it, it is compared to the, the other end, um, as a bit of heaviness. So if you have muscle relaxants, Botox, Dysport, in, and Xeomin, all the muscle relaxants out there, botulinum in your forehead and frown and around your eyes, sometimes people can feel a little bit heavy. They might not look heavy, but they can feel heavy because we get used to using these elevator muscles to raise our eyebrows up. So if we lose the ability to do that, you've nailed that. <laughs> oh, wow, look at you, one at one time. <laughs> So if we lose that, then we can feel a bit heavy. So the sensation isn't very pleasant. And then it goes to, well, if we actually hit a muscle that we're not supposed to hit. And remember, 
that we can't see your your muscles. We can kind of guesstimate from your muscle action where they are, where they originate, where they finish. However, we can't, we don't have x-ray vision. We can't peel your skin off and go, oh, yeah, that's exactly where that muscle starts and that muscle finishes. And most of the muscles in the face interlace and overlap. So sometimes we can inadvertently and by accident hit a muscle that means that we do get something called a droop or a ptosis. And that can be very uncomfortable and it can also look quite bad as well. Then we can have all sorts of things. So if we do hit muscles that we're not supposed to, it has an adverse effect on the other muscle next to it generally. Adjacent, exactly. We can have slightly lopsided faces and so forth. Then when we come down to things like dermal fillers, we can have lumps, bumps, infections, bruising, redness, pain, obviously swelling. We can also have occlusions of blood vessels. Now, when we have occlusions of blood vessels, we're talking about a vessel that no longer has the the free and uh, unobliterated flow of blood getting to the area because we've gone and filled it again by accident with dermal filler. So you can imagine you've got a a tube like this and then if you fill it, you know, you've got a hose that's got some, some stuff stuck in there, then the blood doesn't flow through freely anymore. And so depending on where that vessel feeds the blood flow to, for example, if it feeds it to the eye area, you can go blind. If it feeds it to this area up here, so the temporal area and the eye area, for example, you can go blind, you can have a stroke, you can die. Mm. So these are pretty serious things. So, and and as with, you know, and touch wood, (laughs) um, you know, we've only had a few cases here in Australia. They're a lot more prevalent of, of blindness. But it's because people had dermal filler injected into their nose because it's all the rage now, you see, to have a liquid rhinoplasty. Mm. And next, next month it'll be a new rage and a new rage and a new rage, which is all good and well if we're talking about your hair or clothing, but we're talking about a Schedule Four medicine that's injected by needle into your face. Mm. So... We need to have our wits about us. We need to be careful. When we see stuff on our Instagram, you know, on on our Instagram page, we've got to be careful not to just go, I want that because she looks good. You go along and you have it done. Next thing you know, you've had a very serious adverse event. And, again, it's based on the motivation, the motivation of you, the motivation of the practitioner and accidents do happen but if you're having lots and lots and lots done which unfortunately seems to be happening people have something done they don't become happier they don't become more beautiful and then they have more done and more and more and more and that is the problem that it is the problem happen very very quickly that Mm. want more and more and more and more i know at christmas time um and before christmas i had my nails done so fake nails i've got two fake acrylic nails left <laughs> so i'm going to all fall off now um but i did them 
I, I did them last year because I had I was doing some videography and I needed them for that to video shoot. And I so it, it was a prop, so I used my hands a lot. And I wanted them for Christmas uh, because my hands can get pretty rough doing some of the things I do and uh, just to make me feel good, which is something that I can do myself. Yes. But it is that, you know, I, and, and now I'm taking them off and I had to laugh. I had a client the other day and, and this now went fly. We had a real giggle because the she, oh, there goes another one. <laughs> and I thought, oh, why am I doing this? But it is, it is interesting. It's interesting the psychology behind why we want to look different. And I remember about 35 years ago, my husband and I were at a barbecue and it was a pool party, so we ran the pool, and these two beautiful sisters had lashings of makeup on. I mean, it was so thick and trout on, and that's that was the words my husband used. He said that their makeup's trout on, and he said, what a shame they've got all that makeup on because they're really pretty ladies and, and it detracts from them. Later on, as the day went on, you know, people jumped in the pool, got pushed into the pool, and after these two ladies got pushed in the pool and came out of the pool, but I remember him looking and saying, oh, they look much better now. <laughs> and I looked at them and I thought, they do actually, they do. They look lovely. So we have to be careful to what we wish for, don't we? Absolutely. And I think it is this idea that if we, and and don't get me wrong, yes, if we look good, we feel good. If we feel good, we carry ourselves better. We have better relationships with with those around us. We have better relationships with ourselves. And that's really important. And that's where the balance, and like I said, the motivation is so important. But it's a fine line because we can very, very quickly tilt just a little bit. Next thing you know, you're you're demanding of your cosmetic treatments to make you feel better, to make you happy in life. And the reason, the re- if you like, the reason I kind of had my inciting incident, because every story has inciting incidents, and my inciting incident was the point where I went, no more, I cannot possibly cope with one more patient telling me that they think that by having whatever extra treatment done to their face it will make them happy you can't stick a band-aid on a knife wound and expect it to stem the flow you have to find out what's going on with you and in you first and then you start looking at things around you and, and actually putting on them then the onus that they deserve. You're no longer going, oh, look, there's a, a plant. I expect that plant to make me rich. Do you know what I mean? You're being realistic. And what happens is, is that people lose the idea of these realistic expectations and they come in with expectations that are completely far-fetched and then turn around to you when a when I say I won't do that because that won't make you look more attractive this is what your unique facial feature is go through the whole thing thankfully my patients know me very well so they know that I go that I go down that route of of focusing on what's unique about them but everyone asks me, everyone says, why are they doing that to themselves? All of my patients, why do they do it? They look worse. And especially when something comes on TV like maths or whatever it is, some reality TV show, and they say to me, why, why does she do it to herself? Why has she done that? And my answer is simply she's trying to find the answer to her happiness. 
that's what she's doing. And it's a little bit of identity too, isn't it? So, you know, for me, I always ask my clients, what are you trying to achieve? What are you hoping to achieve? And I I attract a lot of older clients who are looking to refresh their look, and especially as their everything droops down south and they want their their eyes framed, um, and that's a biggie, and and they want to look less tired. That's that's pretty okay, okay. But the thing is it's about what do you want to achieve rather than what do you want to change? (laughs) What do you want? What's the overall look that you want to achieve? You want to look fresher. Uh, Mm. It's like tan you know do you just want just just want to feel you know a bit fresher but it's all yeah. still and at the end of the day we have the cosmetic industry and you and I benefit from the, the cosmetic industry and so do our clients and it's our, our job to look after them uh, so how can women find their pretty face by appreciating their actual unique facial feature or your uff mm-hmm. so it's it's quite a it, it's when you're doing it yourself it's a tricky it's a tricky technique and i do outline it thoroughly completely in my book in terms of how to do it step by step when i obviously see a patient i very quickly work out what their unique facial feature is i chat with them their personality always marries up to their unique facial feature and again that's where the disconnect happens in faces that are overtreated because no longer does their personality marry up with their face because they've removed their unique facial feature so that's that's all about connection but we'll that's another that's another story in terms of how women find what's most unique and therefore beautiful about their face they must do it by themselves so it's a little technique. You must be by yourself. Please do not ask someone else because it can destroy your self-confidence in a mere flash because someone will say, someone will look at you and go, oh, I don't, oh, um, uh, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. And that makes you feel terrible. A, you don't have a unique facial feature according to that person. Or they might say, oh, I think it's your knows and you know deep down exactly what your unique facial feature is and that's the key you know what your unique facial feature is so what I ask is that women sit quietly without distraction and they consider themselves in their late teens and early 20s obviously women who are that age already I it's not so hard for them to consider that but then think about the thing close your eyes and you think about the thing about your face that people most commented on Mm. because you cannot deny the instant connection that your unique facial feature has with people that you know and with strangers. So think about that thing. By then you've got an idea, you've got an inkling, oh, it's my, my smile or it's my beautiful cheekbones. You know, you'll have random people coming up to you saying, oh, my goodness, you've got beautiful cheekbones. Well, your unique facial feature is not your chin. It's your cheekbones. Think about that thing and then think about if you were to be going out on a special date with someone, going to a special special event, what facial feature would you then consider making up 
what would you think? Okay, I definitely need to wear my red lipstick. I definitely need to make sure that I'm wearing my eyeshadow that enhances my eye color. What is it that you would specifically do to your face to that unique facial feature? And you're getting closer. You're there going, okay, yep, I'm starting to see a pattern. It's either or I know for sure that it's my eyes or I know for sure that it's my my jaw or my cheeks or whatever it is. And then think about someone, regardless of if they're in your life now or whatever, think about someone who's really made you feel beautiful. And what did they love most about your face? So you think about that. You think about those things. And then you kind of, in that, you get this sense of knowing, this sense of stoic kind of, freedom, if you like, of, oh, so that's what's most beautiful about me. That's what's most unique about me. And in my book, I refer to it as your lighthouse. So your lighthouse will never be different from the day you are born till the day you are no longer with us. Because your personality as a child will actually be moulded around your unique facial feature. Because before you even know it, people will start kind of if you've got these these beautiful, big, full cheeks, they'll start, if you're a two-year-old child, they'll start, oh, aren't you a cheeky little thing? You know, so they'll actually start informing you pretty early on and it doesn't change unless we go and meddle with it and change it. It's a good point. It's a really good point because what people need to, to, to reflect on in terms of what you're saying is that if someone is pointing out Uh, a unique facial feature to you that is attracting them to your face for example so it could be something like yeah I can lift my eyebrows so but that's not it but it could be you know your cheeks or your eyes Mm -hmm. or your lips or something Mm -hmm. but whatever it is it's there Mm -hmm. no matter what you've done to the rest of your face or haven't done they're seeing it regardless and as you said everyone has something about their face that attracts you to look at them and it might not be perfect but it's certainly unique to you. And the best yes. part about that is the attraction will always be there. Yes. Eyes are a big one. Eyes are a big one. The eyeballs are a big yeah. one. Uh, I was doing some research on Facebook ads the other day because I'm, I'm constantly researching everything, anything, everything in terms of my business, uh, in terms of selling and Facebook ads. And it was really interesting because one of the people I was studying was saying, put a photo up. Uh, with a bright background behind the, the the picture, the face, and make sure that the eyes are staring straight at the screen. Mm, mm. And it, the the good part for me was I, I I can flip through a magazine and see all types of different people, and the eyes will still attract you, regardless mm-hmm. of whether they're big, small, any shape, any color they still attract you. So it's leaning into people and by leaning into people, you're connecting with your eyes. That is a powerful feature. I don't have many um, perfect pieces on my face. I've got nose with lots of lumps and I've had a big cancer cut off my nose and and a scar still sit there. I mean, you wouldn't be able to see it. I've got heaps of scars on my face. I've got a great big one right here from a sun cancer I had cut off a couple of years ago, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And quite frankly, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm, so I, I, I'm quite happy in my skin. But I have had a lot of facial um, uh, cancers removed 
And it's interesting because my mum's 90 now and I was studying her the other day. She's not well at all and I was studying her and I said to her, you're stunning. You're absolutely stunning and aren't I lucky I've inherited your DNA because I'm, I'm you know, a younger version of my mum and my daughter is a younger version of me. And, mm. and and she looked at me and she smiled. She said, oh, but I don't feel very nice because I haven't got makeup on. And I said, it doesn't matter if you haven't got your face on. And I know by putting your face on or your makeup on, you feel better. Mm. Bit and, and especially for her because she's so, so unwell. But it's still at the end of the day, it's still her eyes and her eyes yeah. haven't changed. Her eyes are her eyes yes. and no matter what, they will always attract me. And yes. mum's had some huge sun cancers uh, removed. I think one goes all the way through here up to her nose and back down and down to a huge, huge, huge scarring. Mm-hmm. But but it, it, you don't see it. You don't no. see it. It's obviously had a very good su- surgeon as well. Yeah. We made sure of that. Someone who really knew what they were doing and was caring about it. But she was 80 when she had that big cancer, yeah. the cluster of cancers removed. And, it, and it, she sees it. She sees it and notices it, but I don't. And I just think no. that's wonderful. But people probably need to have that what I call a veranda view or bird's side view, bird's yeah. eye view of what everything looks like. And that's what you're saying. Uh, sit in, in yourself and, and look at yourself and sit it. Sit Absolutely. In. And I think as well, I think because we we always judge ourselves so harshly and it's really difficult for us to you know it's kind of it's almost stigmatized to sit there and go you wouldn't turn around to someone and say oh I really like my hair you just wouldn't but you don't have to it's kind of it's do you know the thing I love about as an aside I love my daughters when they say to me mummy I love you they'll say mummy I love you Daddy, I love you. Agatha, I love you. So whichever daughter's saying it. Um, but most of all, I love myself. Mm. And it's so refreshing. And I know it's because they're only young. But I congratulate when they say that. And I say, and that is so wonderful, sweetheart. You should love yourself because it's so important that we do because we are forever looking outside of ourselves to feel that love when in actual fact we've got all the answers, we've got all the knowledge in us. So looking outside of ourselves for the answers seems seems absurd because all then we're going to be fed is stuff that's based on FOMO or fear of missing out. We're going to be sold the idea of, of having something and therefore it will make us more beautiful. We can have treatment done And it can make us more beautiful because the objective, the motivation is for it to enhance our unique facial feature. So say, for example, someone does come in and they do have these incredible, these beautiful eyes that when you see, you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, think, think, okay, I'm okay, sure, I'm talking about a man here, but think of George Clooney's eyes, right? He has the most beautiful smiling eyes. Now, if he were to come in, and say to me, oh, actually, that would be quite nice. But if he were to come in and say to me, I want to get rid of my crow's feet, I would, yeah, I'd be pretty happy, actually. Um, then that would be absurd because those crow's feet add sparkle to his smiling eyes. So why would I want to remove, A, something that exhibits and portrays a positive and happy and joyful emotion, and B, 
his unique facial feature. However, I could then say something like, what we can do is to ensure that the focus is on your unique facial feature, is to make sure that the other areas in your face that might be then detracting from that unique facial feature, whether that be strong frown lines, for example, or whatever it is, we, t- we tend to sink a little bit down in the lower face, helping with that so that then the focus goes back to the unique facial feature. So I'm not saying don't have treatment done. I mean, quite frankly, that would be absurd given that, you know, I've treated 18,000 plus patients in my career. But what I'm saying is, is find out what's most unique, most beautiful about you and then make decisions to have or not to have treatment done based on it only enhancing your unique facial feature. And also view the world with realistic eyes in it, moving forward. Like when you see something on Instagram, understand that you get that hit of serotonin, you get that hit of dopamine or whatever it is that makes you go, I want that, I want that too. Yeah. And then and assess that and go, oh, I know what this is. I know what's happening here. And I do talk about the neurotransmitters and the brain chemicals that happen to us when we're looking at social media because it's a real thing it's a concern it's it's a crisis in the in you know in society at the moment that that children teenagers and and adults are really suffering be- because of these hits of brain chemicals from false advertising if you like exactly and and that's the power of advertising, isn't it? And that's the power of, of media and social media, mm. which is what we live in because it's, it's the world we use, obviously, a lot for us. And it's interesting you talked about balance. So it's always about the balance, isn't it? What do you want to achieve to make you feel fresher mm-hmm. rather than you feel happier? What mm-hmm. is it that you want to achieve that will actually make you uh, feel better in terms of, okay, uh, I and, and I'm happy to share my stuff because I'm a practitioner as well and and, I, and I, there's not much I'm afraid of talking about. But um, I inherited uh, eyes that uh, are quite full, the eyelids and small eye, small eyes, so to speak. They're not great big eyes. And as I've got older, the, the lids have come become heavier and heavier and heavier. And two years ago, they actually went rolled over my eyelashes and what they're doing is by rolling over my eyelashes, they're rubbing my eyelashes on my eyeballs mm. and my eyes were constantly streaming all the time and I was going like this all the time. Yes. yes. And I was trying to bounce them out of my eyelids. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and one of the clinics I work in, the, the specialist there said, uh, or have you thought about, you know, some bleh? And, uh, and I said, oh, <laughs> that scares me a bit. But, you know, I remember seeing my dad and all his family and that, they're the eyes I inherited. And, I, and I've seen people with really, really sore eyes and mine mm. were sore. They were sore to the point that I was struggling seeing. And so I said, yeah, let, let's get let's going and let's get it done. And I did. Mm. And I've actually mm. got it on my uh, social media. media. I've um, shown all the photos mm. and I had uppers and the bottoms done because they were literally that bad rolling in yes. but you wouldn't yes. know that now it, no not just, at all like i've got quite heavy eyelids but at the end of the day i can now see without yes. uh, them rolling and cutting and rubbing they Absolutely. were literally 
Yeah, and, uh, and that's, you know, and that's a, yes, it's a medical reason. However, there's an aesthetic kind of benefit as well. And, and that's, and that's again, that's the right motivation for having it done. It's, um, I just, I mean, I treat a lot of, you know, if you like, influences in my in my clinic as private patients and each of them feels the weight of expectation on their shoulders that you know their followers want them no not want them expect them to look a certain way so they must look this way um, and they must tell their followers that they're the happiest they've ever been when in actual fact truth be told they're on a myriad of anti-anxiety, antidepressant medication, and they're the most unhappy with their physical appearance than they've ever been in their lives. And you can kind of see that, you know, you can see it when you watch them promoting whatever it is that they're promoting. And, and that's the thing, in today's day and age, everyone is a director. Everyone's a movie director. Everyone's a movie star because we've got these little devices in our hand that we can kind of, you know, start shooting shooting whatever we want to shoot with them and it's about having we can't control what people put out there but we can control how we perceive what's out there and and you know there'll be days when you know I'll be in my clinic and I'll be telling my my patient and I, and they will be there going yes yes absolutely I can see I can yes I I definitely feel like I I don't need this done, but I I feel I agree with everything you're saying in terms of my unique facial feature. They're all absolutely 100% on board. They'll walk out the door. They'll see something on their phone. They'll see something on TV or whatever, and then they'll be like, I want to have this done. And it's like, "Mm, hang on a minute. Two weeks ago we talked about this, and remember we said that the reason was, yeah, but I, I, I want to have it done, and then you have to go through the whole thing. So it's all good and well me, you know, talking to my patients one on one. But in my treatment room, I'm one little voice. Yes. And on paper, though, which is why I wrote my book, on paper, my voice is huge. And people can sit and they can read all the things and more, plus, plus case studies, plus stories about other women who are going through exactly the same thing that they are in the comfort of their home, and then it sits deeper. And I have messages on a daily basis from from women all over the world saying, I've read your book. I ne- I've worked out what my unique facial feature is. I am I was going to have my lips done. I'm not going to now. I was going to have this done, but instead I'm having this done because I feel like that will enhance my unique facial feature more. So they're making informed decisions about their beauty. Exactly, and that, and that's right, and and they're really important points. Can you would you mind just showing holding up your book so yeah. our viewers can actually see it? Can you get it up nice and close? That's the way. There we go, everyone. That's what it looks like. Beautiful, unique faces by Anita East, and reveal what's unique and most beautiful about your face. And you can find Anita on her website at www anitaeast.com.au and uh, you can also find Anita on her social media. Now, from memory, you've got a YouTube channel, which is Anita East. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. That's right. And my my uh, Instagram handle is anitaeast underscore 
Yes. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty, it's all pretty easy to find just by kind of searching for my name um, and Anita East author as well. So, yes. so it's your Facebook um, page, Anita East author, isn't it? That's yes. right. That's right. Pretty um, easy to find there, which is really good, and it's good for our listeners today or those that they might want to share this with, uh, because mm. this goes on my YouTube channel, goes out there, and, and no doubt you'll be you'll be uploading the links too, because they, they're simple conversations we're having. We are we are cutting to the deep, and that's what we do on this channel. We we talk about the things that Noah wants to talk about, and the good part about it is we're both practitioners. We're actually in the game of. Yes. Uh, game as well and uh, I don't know about you but you know I've I've tried all sorts of different things because I like to know um, what my my clients or patients will uh, feel uh, in terms of what I do to them etc so it's nice to to know to know that and you know a lot of people wouldn't know and I'll lean forward again that I'm missing half my lip here my color of my lip you'll see that scar now I can see it now you had to see a big scar there I had a big cancer cut out beautiful work it was an L shape and as the L shape came down, it took out half my lip. Yeah. And so I lipstick it back on. And I and, and I know, you know, I can't do anything with a scar tissue for quite some time, especially in tattooing. So next year I'll probably get that tattooed on, or I might not. I might not care. Mm. I don't mm. know. Mm. There's all sorts yeah. of things to do if that makes you feel better. But I'm quite comfortable in my own skin. But a lot yeah. of people. They, they aren't and especially those people who experience medical issues and that's really important that the options are there for them absolutely uh, at all stages in their life it doesn't matter how how old or young they are now I'm looking at the clock Anita and I was just wondering if um if there's any uh any more information you can give us in terms of where where your clinic is located mm, yeah to see you Absolutely. So my clinic is located in Sangate, which is in Brisbane. Um, interestingly, because I'm well and truly oversubscribed as a practitioner, um, I I haven't seen new patients for a couple of years because oh. when I have patients, they don't they I, they don't go anywhere else, um, which is which is wonderful be, unless they get sucked into the realm of of believing what social media tells them. Um, But I do have nurses who work with me in my clinic, so I'm in Sangate. The good news is is that I am writing more books and I'm also creating a membership because what has come from the release of Beautiful Unique Faces is definitely the need for someone who is within the industry who understands how to guide and empower women in this whole beauty area. And so I'm creating a membership that people can be be with me and so I can kind of, it's like they're in the treatment room with me. So oh, that will be coming out very soon as well. Now your membership club, is it? A men- membership club? It's a mem- Yeah, it's a membership at this stage. Yeah, and I is it open? No, not yet, not yet. So it's actually I've got another book being released in May um, and we'll be releasing, we'll be opening the membership up in May to coincide with that book release. So you'll be back with us to, telling us and sharing that with us. Hopefully. Yeah, Great. excellent, fantastic. It's, it's, I've got to tell a funny story. Uh, I know the time's running out, but I do have to tell this funny story. I, I never shy away from how old I am, uh, what I've done, what I haven't done, or what I look like. Doesn't really worry me. You know, I'll show my nails and do whatever because I think it's important to share that information. But it I was is. on a um, 
I'm on a committee. I'm on a couple of committees, a non-profit committees, uh, and help to help youth mainly. And it was funny. I was in a, a meeting with some government people uh, not long before Christmas, and I'm sitting on the on in with the committee and some of these government people, and we're talking about you know fund, uh, grants and and various um, things. And and, uh, and one of the people there said, "Oh." We don't think you, this, your committee uh, will work for us because you're too old. All your members are too old. Well, I, it was all I could do not to laugh, and I kept a straight face. And I'm looking at this person, going, "You fool! I'm taping you, and that's discrimination at the highest order." And you silly person. But even more shocking was the fact that they were no, they were my, older than me. And uh, and some and, and of course for my um, older um, partners in crime on, on this um, non for profit they were absolutely horrified absolutely horrified that that's how they were spoken to so this person had looked at them and said you're too old to be on a non profit committee uh, well not even a committee on a non profit uh, you know organization and it was devastating absolutely devastating. And I thought, whoa, 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 and this is in Queensland and this is with government officials paying, getting paid a big whack of our taxpayer money to sit there and have the audacity to say something that negligent. So we do have to be very careful that we, you know, the book, um, you know, we, we hear, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm, and mm. That's, you have to be very cognizant of the fact that sometimes it's okay to, to just sit with yourself how you are. And sometimes it doesn't matter. And uh, and if it really does matter and you want to do something, go and see someone like Anita where you can have that conversation of balance, yeah. have that conversation of care. And there are a lot of people in the industry that care, a lot of people in the industry that care. There's mm-hmm. no way in the world I'm going to give anyone eyebrows that are about this thick and go straight across your face, you know, and square eyebrows. There's no yeah. way in the world I'm going to give anyone square eyebrows. And I just say no. Same mm-hmm. with lips. You know, there's no mm. way I'm going to tattoo these great big lips on you because I'm just mm. not going. There's plenty of other people that will do it, but I'm not. not yes, me. yes, and that's that's quite often the case. Is there's plenty yeah. other people that will do these things, and that's why the power lies with you as the, the consumer. Yeah, the power you, lies with you. That's right, and the power does lie with you for your own identity, accepting your own identity and who you are and what you are and how you see the rest of the world. Yeah, so it's, it's funny, um, I was trying out a new makeup a couple of years ago and I had all these lovely comments from people saying, oh, you look fabulous. So I was going, oh, yes. And that's because I got this new makeup on. It's nothing else. I haven't had anything yeah. else done. Yeah. And so I wrote to the lady, and this lady is in Brisbane and she makes superb makeup here in Australia. It's all natural and it, it's on now and it's great because I like it because it is, is camera, camera uh, happy. It likes it and it moves with my face and if it gets into my crinkles, I don't mind because my kids named my my wrinkles crinkles when I was very young. They used to tap my my smile lines and go, oh, mummy, mummy, you got crinkles. And I said, oh, I love that. I'll never get rid of my crinkles. Uh, and, and, and because when the kids look at it, that's what it is and that makes up who you are. Well, it does and it, it tells a story. You can't possibly connect with someone if you can't show emotion. Mm. If you can't empathise with someone, if you can't react to a story they're telling you by showing happiness, sadness, joy or whatever it is, if you are a completely, oh, my goodness, it started again. The bizarre thing is, is I actually deleted the, 
Ah. I deleted the app. You naughty girl, you didn't turn your phone off, did you? <laughs> yeah, it's off. My phone's in a different room and off. This um, is this is through the computer. All right, okay. Well, there we go. There we go. A little bit of technology. So we haven't got much time left. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to tell our listeners thank you very much for listening today. And if you like to um, catch up with Anita, then you can find her on her website at www.anitaeast.com.au. Feel free to search for her book, Beautiful Unique Faces. And that's on Amazon, Anita? It's on Amazon, Booktopia. Um, it's available at Riverbend, which is a bookstore in Balimba. It's on all of your online um, bookstores actually now, which is fantastic. Okay, so you'll be able to find Anita and you'll be able to listen again to this show uh, on my YouTube channel and on BBS Radio um, TV it's bbsradio.com. So thanks for listening, everyone, uh, to another 60 minutes of inspiring talks uh, on Tracy Tully Talks brought to you by bbsradio.com. Have a wonderful day and we will be catching up again next Thursday, same time. Have a great weekend. Bye. Bye. Thanks oh for listening goodness. to another 60 Trace. minutes of inspiring talking points on Tracy Tully Talks. Brought to you by bbsradio.com. Tune in every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Australian time, AEST, and 5 p.m. PT time in America. Leave me a message on my website at www.bbsradio.com forward slash Tracy Tully Talks. If you're interested in lifting the profile, presence, and profit of your business, sponsorship opportunities are available. Until next Thursday, it's goodbye from me. Thank you.